Hi, and welcome to the Tell It Like It Is, the Kingdom Way. This is Monday, and I'm Apostle uh, Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, who's here with my brother, Apostle Calvin Cook, to provoke you to think about the way that you think about the kingdom yourself and how you fit into the kingdom of God. And I have known this man for so long, and um, not only knowing him as just knowing a person, but I've worked with him and there is a, a, a love in him for God's word, God's people and the things uh, that uh, he brings forth. And so we're going to talk today about you and the tabernacle, you in uh, the kingdom, you in Jesus. And so Apostle Calvin Cook, come on and let's get this, let's get this thing going. Let's get this. All right, let's, let's come on. Let's roll this boat. Come on, let's work. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Talk yeah. to us. <laughs> I got a little excited last week. Uh, you provoked me the thought about this thing. And I've been so concerned for the immaturity of the body of Christ, I see. And there's some men doing some great works. Don't misunderstand me. But it's not about the work of men that we're celebrating. It's the work of Christ. See, and sometimes we get confused. Just because some men are doing well doesn't mean they built according to the pattern. Popularity and what we call success is not even in the vernacular of the kingdom of God because we're not building our own. We are his building that he's building. And so the only appraisal that could possibly be validated would be the one he makes. Uh, and that would be, the question would be in his mind, have you built what you've built according to the pattern? He says, if you hadn't done that, then 1 Corinthians chapter three will have to come into play. Well, I will try every man's work by fire to see of what purpose it was being built. And so we can lie one to another and say, oh, I, God told me to do this and do that. But yet there's no fruit of sonship. Then we know that that's not true. If there's just you and people serving your vision and everybody's a slave to what you saw God tell you to do, and they're not sent out, they're just seated in your house and they don't have a sending apostolic mentality in their blood. Their DNA is to sit until Jesus comes, then you have not known the pattern, see? And so that's why I'm back again on the pattern, teaching the pattern, because that's not what God called us to do, to build our own things. We need we must have an authorized building permit from the Father. Because he, he a matter of fact, he says something, I wrote it yesterday. Uh Hebrews 3, 5, and 6. This is what it says. And maybe this will help you understand what I'm saying. It says, and Moses verily was a faithful in all his house and as a servant for a testimony of those which things were, were spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast to the confidence and the rejoicing of hope firm to, to the end. So the validation must become must come from the father because we're his house. Whose house? He, Jesus wasn't building his own house. He was building the father's house. He was building the father's house. This is the work of the father. Even when Jesus was walking, this is the work of the father. The miracles are the work of the father. The words, my life, 
everything about me is my father. My father initiate. I'm not self-initiated. Everything I do, I'm not initiated by growth church uh, conferences or other men saying, come get this. Look what I got. Come on, get a prophecy. Come get a word. I'm not. My motivation is the father. Everything we do in word and deed must bring glory to the father. And so we don't have much of that going on today. We have branding and all kind of stuff. It's not even mentioned in the scripture that we should. If they say that the love of the world is in you and you love the world, you can't love the father. You do not love God if you keep bringing mingled doctrine and untruth statements and untrue things and, and mixture into the house and the plan and the building of God in his house, which is a people. It's a people. It's not what we do. It's a people. <laughs> I got a question. Yes, so ma'am. What I heard you say is, is kind of like something that Jesus said was that <clears throat> I don't really care about all of your praise or your, your criticism coming from you because I already know what's in man. So here it is. You're telling me that because... I get so many hits on, on Facebook or wherever it is because I get so many people talking about how great I am. I get so many people saying I can draw a crowd that that's not the way that I'm supposed to, that's not what it is that I'm supposed to be looking for. Or, or is this, is this what you're no, saying? No, that is that they come out the mind of people in Facebook. That's why they put that platform out there. Okay. But I'm even why talking about people. In the church, okay, it says, oh, this person and this person, this person can draw a crowd. This person can get these many people into our association. This many, this person can draw this. This person has this influence. So what I'm hearing you say, I mean, unless I'm wrong, please correct me. That's why I'm asking, is that you saying that this is not our motive? This no, our, motive is to draw the, our motive is to draw the cloud, not the crowd. It ain't, it's not about the crowd, and that's what's happened to men. They got crowds, and they've got enamored with the number of people they're able to draw with God's anointing and God's gift. Everything they do belong to God. And so there's no reason for them to get big-headed because nothing they did or done belongs to them. As a matter of fact, it was supposed to be for the glory of God. And so we're not interested in how big a crowd you can get. It's the presence of God is the main thing, not you. Man's not centered in this, and the church has become man-centered. It's Christ-centered, and it's not the crowd anymore. Did you draw the cloud? Was the Because remember, Moses was baptized into the cloud, into the Red Sea, and into Moses, his leadership. It wasn't about a crowd. It was about the purpose of you being in Christ was not to draw people to you, but to the Father and to get the Father. Our, our conversation's got to be about the Father and the Father's kingdom. It's his good pleasure to give you his kingdom. The Father assigned kingdom to me, and my job is to assign kingdom to you. For this very purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of other systems and kingdoms so there would not be any distraction from you coming into the kingdom. So who was the God of this world? He said it was Satan was the God of this world. What did he do? He came to destroy the works of the king of these other systems. 
And here we are trying to have mountains and other systems that have nothing to do with the mountain of God because those systems are corrupted. And we're trying to have seven mountains, eight mountains, nine mountains. There's only one mountain body of Christ. And God doesn't want you going in trying to change the world by attacking their mountain. The mountain shall be removed. He said, speak to the mountain. Don't join it. He said, be thou removed. And so the kingdom of God has come to remove every mountain that's not the mountain of Zion. And we are here, we are wanting to join in because we got this kind, friendly, Freddy spirit on us. But we don't understand that the father is kinder than you are. And his plan is that every mountain would be brought low. And his mountain would be exalted. And the children of God would only be talking about the Father. And the Father's plan for the last day cannot be interrupted by man's revelation. Because those plans that God set in order had nothing to do with you or your prophets. These things were foreknown and preordained before you were born how this thing would end. And what he wants you to understand that the manifestation of sonship will let you know, uh, listen to me, when that happens, we will get a clearer picture of the last day when the maturity of the saints comes to the level where the earth itself recognizes the DNA of sonship on the people of God. When the people of God walk, the earth will recognize that's a son of God. That's a son of God. And begin to give up the bounty that they've been holding back that belongs to the inheritance and the possession of the earth and the heathen as they're possession in the earth as their inheritance and the earth as their possession. You won't have to do all this. Come now and get over here now and, and all this crazy stuff I see the Christians doing. Because listen to me, when you study the tabernacle, listen, whenever it was put, everything was in order. When every piece was where it's supposed to be and everything was done the way God said it do, the glory cloud would come down. When? Not when they called for it. Not when they yelled and screamed and bucked and jumped with all these machinations, but it came when order was there. When the proper pattern for building comes, we'll be silent when the glory hits us. We won't because we don't have to say nothing. And then when he did come down, they said they were not able to minister by reason of, and then nobody ever asked for the glory, but they, he asked them to put things in order when they built. The pattern had to be right. And if we, if we don't follow that, that example, we're going to keep missing it because we're trying to have revival. We're trying to make something happen when all we have to do is stop for a minute, make sure that we're building according to the blueprint. And then suddenly the glory of the Lord is going to fall upon the house of God. And we're, not, we're never going to be the same again when we come back into divine pattern. So you mean that we're not being an other? that we're not helping God by doing things our way and making things happen. Remember when, when, when the ark was going and Uzzah decided he was going to, it, it looked like it was stumbling. It looked like it wasn't going the way that it was supposed to go. And he reached out in order to help it. And what happened is that he was no more. So you're yeah. saying, I mean, if I'm getting this correctly, you're saying that the help that we're trying to do, that the ways that the, the all of the things that we're trying to do is more of a hindrance 
to those that are looking to enter into the kingdom of God than a help? Is that what I'm hearing? What, what, what us is like, uh, David uh, and Saul were responsible for the death of us. Saul, because he was out of order in his kingship, and David, because he didn't study the word. And because of those two things together, Uzzah, had, Uzzah died. Okay, because they were out of order. So, so they, saying, weren't carrying, they weren't carrying it correctly. And the church still got Jesus on a cart. They're still doing programs. They're still programming God. They're saying, we're going to have a revival. God ain't told them to have no revival because ain't nothing been revived since they had the revival. And sometimes they do buy revivals because the people haven't been given during the month. So they have a revival to enhance the income of the church, but it has no eternal weight of value in terms of maturing the people to the image of the Lord, Son of God. And God's tired of those gangs and games and gimmicks and upmanship and selling prophecies for money and people always promoting their ministries like it's a sideshow. Those days are over because I tell you what, I'm talking out of experience. I traveled for 18 years before I came into the pastorate, before I finally took a church. And I never advertised one day of evangelism in my 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 book. My calendar stayed full because I I, I I went to the Lord about my calendar. I didn't call people on the phone, tell them I had a ministry. Because God didn't call me to a ministry. Watch this. He never called me to a ministry. He called me to Christ. He said, come unto me, all you. And when I went there, he said, I got some assignments for you. And the phone is going to ring. That's what he told me. I never I never went out. And told anybody what I was. I said, oh, I'm a prophet. I did it one time. My wife told me not to do it. I wrote 50 letters. I got to tell you this. And my wife said, why are you writing those letters? You don't have to do that. I said, girl, somebody need to discover this goal right here. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to be discovered. Glory to God. She said, don't do it. <laughs> and I wrote those letters. I got one answer out of 50 letters. And he said, I want you to come, but I want to interview you first. And so we met at Denny's in all the places. We met, at, but the night before Denny's, my back went out. And so he's at Denny's and I come in crawling, tear going down my eyes and so much pain. He said, are you the man of faith? That you, are you that man that wrote that letter? I said, uh, yeah, yeah. He said, well, Brother, it don't look like you got much faith. I don't think we're going to be inviting you over to our congregation. <laughs> <laughs> my, wife, my wife had already said, don't self-promote. If God called you, then they teach him in the Bible school, you have to know how to get your ministry out there. You got to know how to take an offering. You got to know how to do this. See, those are people that are not pneumaticos people. Those are led by flesh and carnal understandings of ministry but those who are pneumaticos people those who are doma and doria gifted people those who have the real charisma are led of the spirit in every aspect of their journey in ministry and nobody ever got called to no ministry you got called to christ and as a result of that you discovered in him your ministry please get that straight you know this is an interesting thing even in, I, I never, I was an, well, you know, I was an evangelist and I, 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 I walked as a prophet for many years, but even in my practice, in my, 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 my practice as a, in, in psychology, as a therapist, I have never advertised. I try, he told me you would not need to advertise if when the people that I bring to you 
if they will do what I give you to give them to do, I will make them whole. And, and, and so the responsibility of even that is upon him. So he gets the glory. It's the kingdom of God working in their lives because he has purpose for them. And that's I think right. that's one of the things that we don't realize. I tried to advertise by getting uh, um, brochures and they came back and spelled San Jose, S-A-N-H-O-S-E. And then they, they end up spelling it wrong. And I said, I guess that's not what I'm supposed to do. I didn't even have cards. I had none of it, but I have never, ever, ever. I don't have a website. I don't have any of that. And they say, you can't make it that way. Well, I sure have over all of these years. And it's been a lot of years, but they've all come by, by, by his sending. And this is what I'm hearing you say, that we are missing it in this because we are trying to, to be something that we're not. And I'll well, mute so you can go ahead and talk about it. Well, let me deal with that, what you just said. If we understand the mentality of the father, he sent his son into earth and he sent provision with his son. Everything the son needed for ministry, he had it. Now, he sent us to live in the son. Because he said, in, me, in him you live and move and have your being. Amen. And the promises of God in him are yes and amen in him. Now watch. Everything in him is new, never been seen before. That's what new means, you know. If I get a new pair of shoes and I don't wear them, you, ain't, you don't get to see the shoes. So he said, I, I, I created something in heaven in Christ Jesus. And then I want to reveal what I created to the earth, but I got to hide you for a while because you're dead in your life. The one you surrendered to me is hidden in Christ in God. And I'm working on your new life over here in Christ too. So there's two little compartments in Christ. One where your dead is, man is, and one where your new man is being, uh, uh, come on, coming into evolution, coming into his form, being reformed in from the old to the new. And so this is where we are, are missing it, I believe, because we haven't taken much time in the process of the new man, because we're so enamored with the gifts and the signs and the wonders and miracle crusades and want everybody to see our gift, who's got the gift. We forgot that it isn't the gift that brings transformation. It's the sons of God that the earth is waiting on. They ain't waiting on nobody's gift. They're not waiting on no more miracles. I read again the other day, Jesus did many miracles and the people walked away and did not believe. Even the son of God was doing miracles and they didn't believe in the son of God. They was grateful for the miracles. They was grateful for the loaves and the bread, but they could care less about the son. Now we got to be careful here because without transformation, you wasted your time. If you're not being renewed in the spirit of your mind and you are not able to talk to your wife and your children and you haven't been changed and there's nothing new about you, why have a miracle? Why have signs and wonders when the signs and wonders, according to Isaiah chapter eight, are supposed to be your children? You concentrating on all the power being with you when you should be raising up the generation to be a sign and a wonder rather than following signs and wonders like these past generations have done. 
See, we've lost the focus of why we're here and what the main thing is. The main thing is you changing. It's me changing. It's transformation. It's the renewal of my mind. What does that do? It transforms my life, metamorpho, by putting my old life down into the grave. My new life, just like a seed, unless it dies, it abideth alone. So if I'm still alive and still in the church and I didn't let the process bring me to my death, then there'll be no revealing of the true son of God. So we got to stop all the busyness, please hear me, and spend a little bit more time with the father. And that's the kingdom age. That's the age where we come out of church activity, come out of the all those other things we do to get people to think that we're a great value by how much we operate. How much, that's not. But the value is transformation. What makes us valuable players in the game? We look like the son of God. We're more like him now than we used to be. Yesterday, I had a lot of Calvin in me. Today, I have less Calvin in me than I had yesterday. My wife and I were talking about that this morning. You know, I told the baby, I said, I don't want this to be a game for us. I want this to be real. You understand what I'm saying? We've never taken advantage of anyone on purpose. We've never hurt anybody on purpose. I have hurt someone. I'm not stupid. I have. I said stuff. I should have put my foot in my mouth. But I, I sure did repent. And I was so I wept when I found out I hurt the last person I hurt because that's how sensitive I am about doing things right. But at the same time, I'm not a fool thinking I got it all together. And just because I can teach the tabernacle, I got all, oh, no, I, I'm still a work in progress. Bless God. <laughs> He's still working in me to willing to do, but I got something I got to tell you. I know the plan. I know the plan of God. I know I'm insignificant. I know I'm, I don't have a big platform, but I do know the plan. And sometimes God picks the foolish things to confound the wise. I don't have all that. I disagree with you, disagree with you on, on one thing. You don't know how significant or how insignificant you are because of the size of a platform. The size of a platform does not make your significance or your insignificance. Our significance is in what it is and our obedience to the plan of God that he has done. So I don't want to hear you say that no more. Okay, but let me clean that up. Let me say it to myself. Now, I hear what you said, and I ain't okay. crazy about that either but okay. let me tell you how insignificant i am and that's what's kept me humble before god i realized that all that i know is a pebble of sand on the beach of glory that's what i'm trying to get you to see what i just gave you there are other men that have the other piece to this i don't have all of it constructed there are other great men on the council other great men and women like yourself others around the country and around the world that are greater in grace and mercy. And so I would say to you, I'm a pebble of sand. We all are. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the purposes of God that he wants to do in man. And I'm aware of that. And that keeps me fearful before God. Me That's too. all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I know I'm significant if I'm in him. I ain't got no false humility now. But okay. I, I have a reality that in me, myself, there is nothing. nothing. I have no sufficiency nothing. of myself is what I tried to convey. And thank you for correcting me publicly again. Oh, you're. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she just spanks publicly. They used to take you behind the shed and spank the little butt, but not my sister. My sister <laughs> spanks you in front of company. Oh, Lord Jesus, Father, help me now.
<laughs> well, Joe Henry, Joe Henry gets to have a picture of his of his of his daughter and 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 and, and her baby brother. She gets to, he gets to have a picture of that, so he gets to know okay. how. <laughs> go, go ahead. We still have some time. I want you to continue. So where, I mean, where you want me to go? Because I'm I'm really rolling. I can go somewhere. I know it, and, and this is the reason. I want you to know one of the reasons that you're with me uh, um, uh, until Jesus says that we're finished is that this is helping a lot of people. And wh what I'm talking about is this: it's not the number of people that watch us, but I'm I'm really believe I really believe that this is something that is divinely put together by God, so that. Uh, as you said, that grain of sand, that one person, that one ministry, that one thing can get it. And then they start to spread it and they start to spread it. So this is foundational. You, what you're teaching on your other programs are, are, uh, are more for people that are older in the things. But what you're doing right here is you're teaching foundational things. And uh, what, uh, we're, we're doing this and I'm asking these questions because these are things that are coming up in people making these comments and doing this. And I, I just I, I, I know that this is what it is to happen. So I uh, <clears throat> I want you to go back and, and uh, I mean, go forward or go back or whatever it is. And I want you to talk about the the uh, actual walking some of this stuff out. We got about a minute and a half. Well, to walk it out is why God sent Holy Spirit. And see, that's why you got to be baptized with the Spirit of God or baptized in the Spirit of God, regardless of what you say. You, you can't miss your engagement with the light. And you must allow the light to bring you to an understanding of how to outlive his life out of you, even though you know all these things about you that are not up to standard yet. But that's why he wants his life to come, because he'll bring you up to standard and he'll teach you how to live and outwork his life. If you communicate to him in his own language and spirit, he builds you up in his most holy faith. He builds you up to communicate to your daddy. He that speaketh in tongue, don't speak unto man, but speaketh unto God. Mystery. These mysteries are what you need to get a, a, the victory over even your flesh and over whatever else is impeding your progress to go forward. But if you don't embrace what God gives you, your spirit man will always be perfect, but you will not give him a right to lead you unless your soul comes into alignment with that. And that's why you need to have your fivefold ministry oversight to help tutor and govern you until the time of the father. If you notice that word father isn't spiritual father, it isn't God. It's your natural fathers that God assigned. He gives you men and women, set people in your life to help you navigate out of you and into him. It's not out of Chicago or Detroit. It's out of you because you've been the problem all your life. So the first thing Holy Spirit is going to show you how, what to do is get out of your own opinion, get out of your little racist attitude, your little sexist comments, your little prejudice, and particularly out of your opinion about everything. He's got to show you how to get out of there because that's a and we've run out of time. We've run out of time. And I want, <laughs> I want you to start right there next week when we are back here to tell it like it is, the kingdom way. If you want to get in touch with Apostle Cal, you can. His information is there, and so is ours. 
And we know that uh, what God has brought forth for you today has been a blessing to you. And we will be back next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. Thank you again, Apostle Cal. Bye -bye. I'm going to pray that the sun moves so we get a little bit more time. <laughs> <laughs>